Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Happy Halloween! Welcome to the Mom Taraj Halloween episode. Live for our Halloween episodes. Or do you die for it? We have got a great show today. It's our favorite time of year. We are chatting with our favorite medium, Joe Peretta. Ooh, and we're talking about what to do for the kids that are too scared for Halloween. And as always, we have our hashtag swag bag. And up next, take it away, yummy little child. Here are my shits. We're recording this three weeks in advance. Mm-hmm. I know Sebastian wants to be a candy corn. He's so weird. He just wants the most simple things. That old-fashioned cheat ghost, candy corn. And I'm like, that's what you want to be? He wants to be the candy that he's going to get. He goes, I think I want to be candy corn. I love candy corn. It's delicious. And I'm like, okay. Sure, man. So in an effort to make up for last year's horrible <laughs> cheat ghost costume, which if you haven't seen the picture, you should go to my Instagram and look because boy, oh boy, was it bad. I'm going to pull out the sewing machine. I gotta go to Joanne Fabrics and buy some felt. Love me some Joanne. The tits are, I have done quite a bit of Halloween ghost crafting and I am going to continue to do more Halloween ghost crafting and I am loving it. It is my therapeutic little thing. It's making me really happy. So since we're recording this ahead of time, I'm guessing this might be my tits and my shits. My stepfather and my mother are taking my daughter to Disney World for the first time for her fourth birthday, which is the day before Halloween and for Halloween. That's going to be so fun. I think Disney at Halloween sounds like the best thing ever. And it's their 50th anniversary, so they're really going hard. I love Halloween. I always have. I love decorating for Halloween. I love the fall. A kid that wants to be an actor and someone who likes to craft, this is like our dream holiday. What did you decide you're dressing up as? Because I believe I am going to be Frank from Only Sunny. Seeing as Sebastian's not going to do it, I'm going to buy the bald cap and an old bowling shirt from the thrift store and pad my belly and go as Frank, I think. That's amazing. Well, originally we were going to go to the unscary Halloween thing and then we couldn't get tickets. So on Halloween we're actually just walking around the park and Luna has decided that she wants to be a witch. So I think I will also walk around the park being a witch. I was originally going to be Ursula when we were going to go to the big Halloween parade but we're not now so I'm going to save that costume for a later date because it's a good one. All right, up next, Joe Peretta. If you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you know what a place our next guest holds in our heart. We love him dearly. Please welcome our favorite medium. And we have many. Joseph Peretta. Hi, guys. Also, we should intro our editor, the queen who gives you supreme audio quality every single week, Eve. Hi, Eve. Hi, guys. You're like our gelman. We're like, and behind the curtain comes. My audio quality had better be perfect. Perfect right now. If it's not, you're the girl to fix it. <laughs> That's true. Joe, firstly, if you could tell Carrie's grandmother, who always gets involved, to shut the fuck up, <laughs> we would all appreciate that. I feel like she might haunt me. 
Tony. Shut up, Mamu. Yeah, shut up, Mamu. So let's start with anything you want the listeners to know. We're in a weird time. I'm a little bit behind my current events. What do I even pay attention to? The nuclear threat, the war, famine. I'm a little bit, I will admit, ignorant to every current event ever happening. Energetically, recently, what I've noticed in my own life and with everyone around me, I think everyone's going to go off the rails a little bit. But I think it's supposed to happen. Well, Kanye already has, so that's good. Out of his damn mind. But I think everyone will sort of notice that in their own lives, people doing things that they maybe never would have done, good or bad, but you're just like, where is this coming from? I feel like life is throwing everyone a giant curveball over the next few months, but I really, really think it's supposed to happen because my guys have been talking to me since before the pandemic about 2023, 24, 25, these years and how there's going to be a lot of global change, a lot of upheaval. Believe it or not, the whole COVID thing feels like it was just kind of prep for what we're really coming into. My brother believes a portal has opened. You could say that. And now all of our antennas are tuned to something else. I agree with your brother. I don't always use the word portal because people think aliens are coming through or demons or something. I try to keep it simple, but yeah, essentially most people have woken up, let's say. Yes. And we're tuning into a higher frequency, but when stuff like that happens, governments are not really into that. So you can expect a lot of BS when that happens. You know, no one wants to lose power who's in power. Everything going on in Iran right now, that theme, you will see that over and over again, I think, in the years to come. Sebastian's always going, oh, I'm so scared of monsters, and I keep telling him, honey, the monsters you're thinking of aren't real. They're just all over. They everywhere, and they come in human form, my friend. So I know I'm supposed to read Eve. Eve, have you ever had a reading before? Not really. I do think I have a few people coming through connected to you. I think I have one grandmother, but it makes me nervous because I think it might be Carrie's. I do feel like a grandmother energy on the other side. So Eve, you have at least one grandmother that's passed? Yeah. Is it only the one? No. Okay, I think I only have one. I'm pretty sure I only have on mom's side of the family, but I do feel like you would have had to have known this woman. So you knew your mom's mom, correct? No. Did you know dad's? No. Carrie? Yes. Your grandmother who comes through, what side of the family is she on? I have dead grandmas on all side, but my dad's mom's the one that's the boss. I have a dead grandmother on my mom's side. I'll take that it might be one of yours also coming through because I kind of feel like I know a grandmother, but Eve, did you have a grandmother that, I don't know, she's giving me like, I hate to say it this way because it sounds like it's a bad thing, but foreigner vibes. Either not originally from America or first generation. Both of my grandmothers were first generation. Their parents were like from somewhere else. Yeah. I'll take that. Your grandmother, I gotta be honest, she brought through quite a few people because I do feel like I have a grandfather too. Can I ask you a funny question? Did anyone ever have a connection to the Midwest or something? Missouri, Ohio? I don't think so. Oh God, my husband's mother just died and she was from Ohio. Oh, your husband's mother. I just called Ashley right before and I was like, oh God, is my husband's mother gonna come through? She's from Ohio. Yeah. Eve, I know I have your people, but they're sort of in the background, I guess. Makes sense that Carrie's people would push their way to the front. No offense, Carrie. Sorry. Always, Eve. Get used to it. So your mother-in-law is from Ohio and she just passed. Yes. She told me. That she don't like you. (laughs) She said that she passed when she was supposed to. It wasn't like a mistake that she passed. I feel like I got a really stressed that like my number was up kind of thing. Like this happened when I was supposed to. That's right. I don't know if people are questioning if she wasn't supposed to pass at this moment. Her husband's feeling a lot of guilt because she fell and he didn't realize it and he thought maybe it was because he didn't get to her soon enough that she passed. No, no, no. She told me that she passed when she was supposed to. It's not because of anybody else. This was unfortunately, for whatever reason, part of the plan, as they say. Your father-in-law is still alive, right? Yeah. So I'm sure that this man can take care of himself or whatever. 
But I did hear something about him moving closer to family or living with family. I think that's happening sooner than later. He's been talking about getting an apartment here. Again, I don't see you taking care of him just closer. Your mother-in-law is suggesting this. I don't want to say he can't do it on his own, but emotionally needs people. I really do feel like he's, I mean, why would he not be taking it hard? <laughs> his wife just passed, but I really feel like it's very difficult for him. So just yep. keep an eye on that guy. But your mother-in-law just wants you to know she's around. Okay. I actually like this lady. I don't know if you had a good relationship with your mother-in-law. We did not. Oh, you didn't? Not at all. I like her energy though I gotta be honest so I don't know if it was just a you specific thing I didn't know her in her best time I have heard that when she was in a better place than when I had met her that I probably would have really liked her and related to her but she hadn't been in a good place for almost 20 years I didn't know her at that point. Well, I'll tell you, not in a bad place now. That's what Luna tells me. Luna evidently talks to her and says that she is who she was before. Not funny, because that's the vibe. Your family cutting in again. Sorry, everybody. Eve, I have a man coming through on the other side. Whenever I get someone coming through in the generation right above you, It'll either be like father, uncle, that generation over there. Mm -hmm. Your dad is still here in the physical world? He is, yeah. Does your father have like brother who's passed or something? He has three brothers who passed. Your whole family's from New York? Yeah. I'm getting very my family vibes. We're like from New York forever. We never left. Well, my grandparents, I think all except for my dad's mom came here from other countries. Whichever uncle I have feels very New York. Are they even from the city, New York? Yeah, yeah. Got it. Perfect. Okay. Actually, I think I might have two of your father's brothers. I don't know what the third one is. I kind of get two of them. One of them is showing me, and whatever they show me passing from the chest, it's usually when someone has like a sudden heart attack, like a cardiovascular thing. So do you understand that with at least one of your uncles? Yes. Okay. Because I have that one. I'm getting a lot now. One of your uncles keeps showing me a truck driving on a route. So I don't know if somebody was a delivery person or drove trucks for a living. Do you know what that is? Like a big truck making stops in different, I don't know if it's like delis or restaurants or do you know what this is? My grandfather on my other side used to be a deli meat inspector, but I don't think he even drove. A deli meat inspector? Yeah, my mom's dad. I will take that because I'm literally seeing like different delis or I'm like, is he dropping off Snapple? Oh God, wait a second. Oh Jesus Christ. My stepdad's dad delivered Snapple in a truck. Oh my God, are you serious? Yes, legitimately. <laughs> like I was making a joke with the Snapple. I'm just saying my stepdad's dad was a Snapple delivery guy in a truck. We'll put a pin in him. Welcome to my life, Eve. <laughs> I'm going to try to stick with Eve, but the Snapple okay. thing is oddly specific. So your dad is still here, correct? My dad's still here, yeah. So I do keep hearing about your dad. Okay. They keep telling me to talk about your father. Whenever they show me gray around someone who's here, that's always some health stuff that they want me to talk about. And I know we're on a podcast, so I'm not going to air all your dad's dirty laundry and everything. But I do feel like around the holidays and into next year, I would just watch with dad any like health stuff going on. I kind of feel like there's something up with him. And I did see my symbol for when someone might need some surgery or procedure. So do you know if dad's supposed to be having anything like that in the next few months? My dad is 87. So he's always on the cusp of having a procedure. He loves the procedure. Just watch. Watch that. I will say, I don't know if your dad's ever had any skin stuff, but they did tell me to watch the skin, it's like a melanoma thing. That doesn't feel life-threatening, honestly. I know that could be serious, but I did see something with that. So just watch that if you can with dad. And it's funny, your uncle's giving it to me like I have to tell you specifically about it. So I don't know if you're always the one to help your dad or bring him to the doctor, but it feels like you're the one that would have to do that. That's why you're being told. I mean, he's good about going to the doctor, but I'm the one who's like, you got to go to this doctor. And I kind of push him. Why do I also keep seeing, you know, that comedy club on First Avenue? Was Danger Fields? Yes. Why am I seeing that? I'm a comedian. Oh, you are? I do stand up. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you were like an agent for comedians. Oh, so you are a comedian. Love it. But can I tell you, you must be good at it. I am good at it. Thank you. I have this woman coming through on the other side. I don't even know who the hell she is. But again, feels like mom, but your mom is here, correct? No, my mom died. Oh, mom's passed. Yeah, when I was young. 
Oh, I think that's why I've been so screwed up with the grandmother thing because I was looking at your mother and didn't realize it. Your mother's bringing up the stand-up thing immediately. The reason why I'm saying it is because my guides brought up you being good at it. I see you performing somewhere, not just some dungeon on the Lower East Side that nobody knows about. That's the sex dungeon that she also performs <laughs> at. Gary, shush. We love a little comedy with our whips and chains, you know what I'm saying? I see you performing in a renowned spot. Everyone knows Dangerfields. Everyone knows the comic strips. I don't know if you have any gigs like that coming up where you're like, wow, like this is a big deal, but I'm seeing it. Not yet, but see what you can do. <laughs> I think you're going to get there, my friend. I really do. Your mother knows about the stand-up. She's so happy about that. She told me that that's sort of, not to make it sound like you're miserable all day, every day, but she said it's like the one thing you do when you're actually very happy in your heart, not just like, oh, that was fun. I feel like comedy and stand-up, oh, it's got to be in your DNA or something. I really, really get like a deep part of you. It's not just a hobby. This could become your life if it's not already. I got to be honest with you. It's what I'm pursuing. Aside from being the best podcast editor ever, it's my only pursuit in writing. Can I tell you that the comedy, even with the writing, you got to write something funny. The way that my guides are showing it to me, your mother's showing it to me, like that's what you were put here for, to make people laugh. Honestly, I really see that. Your mother's also showing me somebody else with her on the other side, another woman in her generation. So for me, again, that would be like an aunt or a good friend. Whenever they show me M-A-R, it's always like Mary, Marie, Margaret. Would you know who that might be? Her sister also died, but her sister's name was with a D. I get your mom and your aunt as very different people, but I still get them like two peas in a pot. I don't know how else to explain that. Was your mom and her sister very close when they were both alive? Yeah, because their mother died when they were young. And so then the sister kind of raised my mom. Got it. But very different people. I feel like if you were to meet them separately, you might not even know that they were sisters. Yeah, I could see that. Kind of a funny dynamic. Very different people that you wouldn't think might mesh. But I don't think there was anybody closer in that family than the two of them, to be quite honest with you. Do you know why your aunt keeps showing me like a social worker? She was a social worker. Note to the listener. We've been bumped off this recording five times. One time when he said my grandmother's name only I got knocked off. I just want to say real quick to Mamu, I'm sorry I told you to get the fuck out of here or shut the fuck up. I apologize. <laughs> Please don't haunt the shit out of me and I just would love a little attention too, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Your mom keeps talking about the last time you saw her. Are you like not allowed to see her? Yeah. Because she keeps saying something about you feeling very, not unfinished business or unsettled, but not being able to see her for the last time, but like other people getting to see her. Do you understand that? Yeah. She was in a coma, so I didn't see her for the last two weeks. They wouldn't let you go kind of thing. Yeah. All right, now I'm crying. That's sort of how she gave it to me, that you were too young. Your mom said it's okay that you didn't get to see her, but she knows that it's got to be something you think about. Like, I wish I could have just seen her. Yeah. Please know that that didn't ruin your mom's experience passing or anything. She said that she knew that you were okay because she said she could still kind of hear when she was not awake. And I feel like they were telling her about you, things you were doing. She said that they were making sure that she knew you were okay. Please know that she wasn't worried about you or anything. You didn't get that, so she knows. It would have been better for you if you could have seen her. Wow, yeah. Your mother keeps showing my symbol for when someone either gets married late or they're going to get married a little bit later. Are you married yet? No. Not to put you on the spot, but I keep hearing about getting married later, starting a little bit later. I'm 38, not married. Mom's like being a pain in the butt, I think a little. Because she's not stressing that you have to or that she really wants you to or anything, but she's just acknowledging that you're not. That's all. Yeah. That you know that she knows about your life. You're going to think I'm nuts for saying this, but she told me whoever you're going to end up with, I keep hearing you make fun of this person because... They do something really corny with kids. I don't know if on the side they're like a children's performer. Oh my God, are you going to marry a clown? <laughs> it's 
someone who does something very nice for kids, but upon first glance, you're like, ew, this is so corny. But then you're like, oh my God, they're helping children. Right. Okay. Keep an eye out. Your mother's making me hear you make fun. Almost like, oh, this is my husband. He makes kids laugh. My husband, he's not a real comedian. (laughs) He's a children's performer. It's so funny because your mom said that I don't think you even know this person. They'll send us people sometimes. They'll see a good match somewhere else. And they're like, all right, let me send this person. It kind of feels like your mom's got her eye on whoever this is already. And it's just a matter of you finally meeting them. Well, tell her to hurry up. (laughs) Can I tell you what your mother just told me? I got to laugh. Something about you being a little bit more friendly. So I don't know if when you meet a guy, you're like, who are you? Why are you talking to me? I am getting a little bit of, according to her, you could be a little nicer. I don't know if it's like aggressive or just you let them know, like, don't fuck with me. I'm a little bit of a bitch. But just a suggestion from your mother. Be nicer. Gals, I think that's it. Joe, I just need to do an extra long session with you just so my grandmother can get the fuck out for reals. Yeah, that was kind of wild. But look, it calmed down when I apologized. I really think it's because I told her to shut the fuck up. Joe, tell us what you got going on. Give us all the stuff. And tell people how they can book a reading with you, please, because you are so good. Oh, thank you. Well, if you want to book a reading, you can go to my website website, joeperetta.com, P-E-R-R-E-T-A. You can add me on Instagram. I am actually starting to do lives. Again, I think I'm going to do my first one next Monday night. Yay! My Instagram is also my name, Joe Peretta. We'll link it in the bio. Follow me there. You'll get a lot of drunken content. There's traps, ghosts, me shirtless. All you need from an Instagram account. Quality content. If you message me on Instagram, I'll just redirect you to my website. So just go there or email me at josephperetta.com. I actually started doing group events in people's homes with a friend Actually, she does this presentation, scientific evidence of an afterlife. Cool. And then I'll do a reading after. But we're doing events in the city and in the tri-state area. We should do a montage event with Joe and his friend. She would love it. Thank you so much. As always, it's just so much fun to hang out with you. What you do amazes me. I love being here. My sister got a reading from you. And to this day, she still talks about just how crazy and accurate and also how it just made her feel better about everything. So get your reading from Joe. He really is the bee's knees. Thank you. And it was so nice meeting you, Eve. You too, and thank you for everything, Joe. Of course, of course. I have a half-brother and a half-sister. I used to go there for Halloween to take my brother and his friends out before my sister was born. And my brother was scared. He would try to dress up with all his little friends. They were Ninja Turtles the first year. We walked outside. We didn't even get to one house. He was so afraid. My brother's kind of a fraidy cat kind of kid. And it just continued like this. When my sister became old enough to go, she, as a kid, is sort of like Luna, just like ballsy, who cares, a lot of attitude. Right. And my brother would always have to stay at home. And it always caused a real problem because at least if I was taking them out, then our parents were back at home. But sometimes when you take a kid out, you're not at home. But if you're a single mom and you have two kids and one of them doesn't want to go out for Halloween, Target has the blue pumpkin things for children on the autism spectrum. So what does that mean? They might be nonverbal or they don't like loud noises. So does that mean you don't ring the doorbell of that house? No, it's for kids who are trick-or-treating to let the person who's giving the candy know that that kid is autistic. I had no idea at all. I called my friend, Valerie, and I said, does Cash go trick-or-treating? And she's like, ah, he just thinks that we're all being weird. He doesn't comprehend what it is. And he doesn't want to wear a costume, but he likes to wear a hat thing. Actually, this year, he picked out a Bob Marley hat and she's like, oh, they're going to at me about cultural appropriation, but this is the only thing he wants to wear as a costume. What are you going to do? I say, say he's Adam Duritz from the Counting 
pros because it's just long dreadlocks and a Rasta hat. He likes to go out, but if he didn't have brothers, he probably wouldn't want to go out. He just thinks we all are doing some crazy shit. So I just started to wonder, what about all those people that either have kids of varying needs, that Halloween would be a super scary thing, sensory overload, and what about just sensitive kids like my brother? My brother still doesn't really like Halloween. It's just not his thing. Well, I have found some help for you. Thank you, Virgo. You're welcome. According to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America. Oh my God, I should join that. The woman who wrote this article is Elizabeth DuPont Spencer, LCSWC, licensed clinical social worker, board approved supervisor, and trainer. She fancy. She is accredited. She is a legit source. So she explains that Halloween as a night is unpredictable. People don't act or look the same as they usually do. The key is recognizing that the distinction between scary and exciting is all about how you label those emotions and parents can help turn that into a fun experience even for the most timid child. I don't know that this is actually going to help children on the spectrum. This is more just if they're scared, anxiety, depression. Basically, she says that in cognitive behavioral therapy, they call it exposure. Facing your fear and moving towards it. They do it in OCD too, exposure therapy. It's a lot like that time where I came home scared of Bloody Mary because I heard too many Bloody Mary stories at school. My mom locked me in the bathroom with the lights off. That's not quite it. It's not. That's a little Cuban hardcore. It was so hardcore, but I have to bring it up. That is Cuban exposure therapy, but it's a different kind. So the key to making exposure work with your child is to start small and move slowly. You can help your children understand that their brain is giving a false alarm about how dangerous a Halloween activity is and how to retrain their brain. That's the basis of CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. But when you have a kid, Sebastian or Luna's age, they're not going to really understand that. You can be playful, stick with it, and just show your confidence that your kid can handle this experience. Then she goes in and talks about specifically an eight-year-old client she had that she worked with who was terribly afraid of balloons because they might burst and they're very loud. Agreed, girl. Balloons are creepy. As a kid, I was kind of scared of balloons and fireworks. The way that she exposed him to these concepts is they would play with uninflated balloons. Then they would do some experimenting, blowing them up at different levels and then popping them. And he made a ton of progress. And by August, when his birthday came up, he had balloons as decoration. What a win. So then they worked towards Halloween. He had never been trick-or-treating before because he was scared. So in this agreement, she brought in a few small decorations for him to practice with. Again, he was scared. She had them in her car in the parking lot in the windows so they would come out and he would see them and he was a little trepidatious. Eventually, she brought him into the office. They would turn him on. They would make noise. They would light up. She was slowly getting him used to it. The session was during daylight. So then she had him and his mother practice walking up and down their street at night, thinking about how things could be different than they are during the day. Finally, on Halloween, he dressed up as a cowboy and he went trick-or-treating. God bless. This sounds like so much work. It does. But if we take this approach with a bunch of different things, like I was a kid who always had weird, irrational fears. Yes, this is a great tip for Halloween, but it's something that we as parents can also embrace all year round for 
all different things our kids are scared of. If they have a room they're scared of being in, sleeping by themselves, you just slowly expose them little by little. Eventually they develop some kind of being used to it. And I think that's pretty incredible. And then you have my kid who points to the skeleton and says, that's my best friend and walks around with it. And then when we're away at an antique store, asks if I can buy her a haunted doll. Like those little girls on TikTok that have the scary dolls. My kid real leans into that. Hashtag swag bag. I am doing these LED flameless flickering battery operated candles with a remote. I am very sensitive to fake candles and fake flowers. You could have just stopped at I'm sensitive. I could have, but I'm saying sensitive in that I can spot a fakie fake plants or fake candles from a mile away. These are different. They come in a set of three and they're glass looking cylinders. They have a control so you can control how bright they shine. You can control if they totally stay on or if they flicker. I have asked everyone who has come to my house since I've had them if they could tell they were fake, including you. You said no. Until you mentioned it. Right. I mean, if you really look. Once you're up close, but most people aren't coming in and saying like, oh, that's definitely a fake candle. And if they are, what an asshole. In this household, We love fall cozy vibes and we love candles. Everything's smelling good. But honestly, how many fucking real candles can I have in my house? So this is my solution. These were $23. I really love them. I think they're great. Love it. So I did it, guys. I did it for my daughter. I've been thinking about doing it for myself, but really I did it for my daughter. I got a bamboo squatty potty. Ooh, the bamboo one. I wanted the bamboo. It's not the brand squatty potty, but it's on Amazon. It has the cutout, folds flat, but it pushes in. There's no difference, right? No. Other than it's just bamboo. Right. Okay. I love my squatty potty. I can't take a dump without my legs being elevated now. Well, I have been for years before squatty potty was invented, kind of doing it, putting my legs up on a wall if it was a small bathroom or trying to stack up something. And Luna, I had to take her to the urologist because she was having some issues and they decided that it was because she holds in her poop. And that was why she is having this pee issue because it's pressing on the bladder in a weird way. It all started because she didn't want to poop on the potty. Then she wanted to poop in a diaper after she was quote unquote pretty fully potty trained. Then she started pooping on the potty but when she goes to school she holds it and then it's hard to come out and then she gets this pee issue. There was a bunch of things we have to do to try to get this but one of the ways was the squatty potty. We finally bit the bullet and bought it but it's been in my cart for a long time. That's great. I so can't poop without a squatty potty that when I go away now, I take the bathroom trash can, empty it out, and turn it upside down. And that is what I use for a squatty potty when I'm on the go. It's very travel friendly, this bamboo one. It folds. Okay, I'll get it from our show notes. So I started using it. Just puts everything at a better position. Well, you know what, everybody? Happy Halloween! Who came without the squatty potty? is scary! So scary! Also, I can't believe we forgot to mention it in the last episode. We now have a Patreon. Come join us. I'm going to have a how to make some ghost Halloween thing tutorials on there. Some ghost decorations. Behind the scenes content. Hot goss that we can't say or else we'll never be able to interview a celebrity again unless it's behind a paywall. Yeah. It's going to be some good shit. So come on, Patreon. Momtourage. Love you guys. Have a good Halloween. Stay safe. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at Momtourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. 
So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast written and produced by Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at Mama Drama Band or mamadramaband.com. 